Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor. You're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Dr. Kimberly Wilson. Dr. Kimberly, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm so glad that you asked me. Awesome. Awesome. You know, after your podcast interview with my buddy, I had to bring you on the show. <laughs> that so was Dr. enjoyable as well. <laughs> so Dr. Kimberly Wilson, LMFT, is the expert for executive in high stress roles experiencing burnout. She assists those who are feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and over it all to reframe their thoughts and develop sustainable practice to live an intentional life. Her mission is to cure 5,500 women of burnout in honor of her grandmother's legacy. That's an amazing, amazing goal right there, Dr. Kimberly Wilson. Yes, thank you. Yes, my grandmother passed away before 55, and a lot of oh, wow. it was due to, to burnout and doing too much for too many people and not taking care of herself. And that's part of the reason that it inspired me to, to choose that, that number, because she didn't make it to 55. Wow, wow. I mean, it's 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 crazy how you were inspired by your grandmother. And so my grandmother was the matriarch of my family as well, and she died of diabetes. And I was so so overwhelmed and I felt at fault regarding wow. not being able to do more because her goal was to her she wanted to watch me graduate, right? So my freshman year, second semester, that's when she passed away, you know. Wow. So I could um I can relate when it comes to trying to honor your grandmother, right? So I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, um, so Dr. Wilson, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, right? Um, where are you from? Give give us the two minute version. Two minute version. So I am a Detroiter, <laughs> okay, stranded in the South. So I, I currently reside in uh, South Carolina. Um, I am a mother, a former Marine, oh, a okay. uh, a speaker, an author, and uh, I like to thank someone who who's a do-gooder who likes to help and serve people as I've done that my whole life. Awesome, awesome, you know. So you're basically here to serve. Absolutely. Absolutely. My whole life is, is has been about service. My family's life has been about service. My father is a retired arson investigator. My okay. sister is a uh, Detroit police officer. So it's just kind of in our DNA that we are public servants. That's amazing right there. So why did you get into coaching in the first place? Well, I've, so as as you know, so the LMFT means I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. So mm -hmm. I've been I've been that since uh, 2000. So giving you a little clue to my age, and um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, the challenge with that is that it comes from a medical model, and it, it comes with the 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 belief that there's dysfunction, mm. and I shifted. To, to coaching because I wanted to work from a wellness model more so. And mm -hmm. I wanted to expand my reach, not just people that were um, 
coming from a dysfunctional place or needing more guidance, but those who wanted to improve and do do bigger and better things. And so I felt that I could expand my reach because everyone doesn't want to use their health care. Mm-hmm. And, and there's also a stigma to mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's changing. Uh, but that was part of the reason for the shift. And it, it just expands my audience. That's amazing right there. So one of one of the things that attracted me to you was your love for the wellness industry, right? Wanting to help people, especially women who are suffering from burnout. And we all know, especially with the pandemic, a lot of folks have been suffering from burnout, depression, and overall just going through a funk, right? So um, besides your grandmother's situation, what other, what other things inspire you to go towards this route? Why you? Why me? Well, I, I think one of the big things is is I'm definitely a survivor of, of burnout. Uh, okay. As I've done it multiple decades because I didn't learn my lesson the first couple of times. And uh, I, I would get into these cycles of, of overwork and overwhelm and trying to overachieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say part of it is just some of the lessons that I've learned culturally that as an African-American female, I had to do more, serve more to be, to go half as far as, as well as being in male dominated industries. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that I needed to just overachieve and I wouldn't take time to develop my myself, to get the rest, to nurture my family. And until my body would give out, mm-hmm. then that, that would be my trigger. Uh, but now I've since learned those micro triggers along the way to say, okay, Kim, you're going a little bit too fast. You need to take care of yourself. Mm -mm -mm. I love the fact that you were able to learn about your micro triggers because before we get to that next step of taking action, right. Or lack of, there's always a trigger, right. Yes. Um, Understanding your trigger is so, so important. People don't understand this, you know, they tend to ignore the triggers because it's normally just like a five second window before any type of action is taken. And you, you recognize that, you know, yes. so you, you and I are on the same page when it comes to that. <laughs> right. So Triggers and cues. You yes, know, sometimes I, it's important to, to distinguish the difference between, you know, what are your cues? So the cues are the things of course, that, that let you know that, uh Oh, this, this, I, I noticed this, this situation is occurring and the triggers are the situations that you're in. Mm. So um, whenever I have multiple things that I need to perform in, or there's a lot of high expectations in multiple areas of myself, that that's kind of a trigger for me because I want okay. to show up in my best. And my cues are, it's like, oh, where's my keys? Where's my glasses? Where I start losing things. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm not mindful in my experiences. So that those are my cues that, okay, you need to slow down. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. 
A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T dot com. And schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Got it, got it. So you and I both work with high achievers, right? High performers. What tip would you give to a person that's operating at this high, high level of achievement to um, be more focused and more streamlined when it comes to their wellness, comes to the overall um, homeostasis, right? What, what's what's up the trick, a tip? Well, uh, one, one thing that I really like to do to have uh, those high achievers focus is to make a short list of their top five priorities, three to five priorities. What are they? Whether it's family, mm-hmm. work, spirituality, whatever the, those things are. And then I ask them to look at their lives, make a little pie chart and decide and and really assess, are they actually giving time and energy to those things that they mm. say are their priorities? And if they're not, they're incongruent. And when we're incongruent, that that's really a precursor to, to burnout because you're not living as you, what, what your stated goals are, what, what gives you energy. So that's, that's a tip that I like to give. Okay. And that's, that's an amazing tip right there. So basically focusing on your, um, your non-negotiables on your, your things that are extremely important. Yes. Yes. I've seen so many, and, and I've been guilty of this as well. So I'm not going to say we, we all have, <laughs> exactly. we all have. I, I'll say my, my kids are the most, you know, my most important thing. They're my legacy. And I didn't realize that I was unfocused until my, my uh, I think it was, it was either a paper or a teacher's comment. And my, my child wrote, my mother is always on the computer. She's oh, always wow. doing that. And I said, oh, I need to shift my behavior because okay. that's, that's how he's viewing me. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. So that was it, a big it, slap in the face. <laughs> that was the aha moment. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, um. Dr. Wilson, who do you coach primarily? And also, what's your coaching style like? Okay, so uh, I'm going to answer that a little bit backward. I like to take a holistic uh, approach to coaching. I don't just focus on burnout, but we look at multiple areas in their life. We like to see what what what's functional, what's dysfunctional, where they like to, to improve. And we take a path, a roadmap to get to that, to that level of improvement. So I like to find the vision. Where is it that you want to go? But because without a vision, you're going to perish. We're just exactly. walking blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a cross country trip without knowing where I'm going, mm-hmm. you know, what's my destination. So that's, that's the first thing that I like to approach and looking at multiple areas in their, in their lives, health, uh, relationships, career, uh, spirituality, and uh, sometimes I bring in other experts to to assist them if they need deeper work with that. Mm, mm, I love that. And the second question was about uh, who is my primary focus, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. So that's high achievers in um, executives in healthcare, banking, technology. That's 
that's been my jam this far. That's where I seem to have have an expertise or the people who gravitate toward me. Um, and primarily it's been been women, but also men as well. Got it. Got it. Okay. So what's your coaching style like, right? Because you know, I interview tons of coaches, right? And I've, you know, really interacted with a lot of different coaching and coaching styles. What's your coaching style like? Are you, okay. are you more of a inquisitive? Do you ask a lot of questions? Are you more of a analytical person? What's your style like? Talk to me. So, uh, kind of eclectic because I definitely uh, ask a lot of probing questions okay. and uh, I only challenge, I do challenge. So I let people know that, that I do challenge them uh, that if they are not congruent with what their stated goals are, if you're saying that you want to lose weight, but you're going to uh, McDonald's every day, that's really not congruent. <laughs> so I'm going to challenge you and hold you accountable uh, you for, for, for those actions. Um, I never tell anyone to do, but I, I tend to ask them very key questions. That's what I've been told, that I, I really hold a mirror and help them reframe their thoughts and their situations so that they can get the best outcome. So you're being a guide. Yes. And being a guide is is basically the the trait that most great coaches exemplify. All right? So you're being a guide. And I love the fact that you mentioned you don't tell them what to do because most people don't like being told what to do. <laughs> oh, right? they, 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 I, I'm, I'm right in that camp. <laughs> so I, I totally get it. I totally get it. So um, if someone were looking for a coach, what traits would you advise for them to look for? Well, a big thing for me, I, I always suggest that people run the other direction if they find someone that needs to tell them what to do. Okay. Uh, because no one knows you better, your life, your needs, your wants, your desires better than you yourself. Mm. I really try to help people br bring out the coach in themselves because mm. you, you can be your own best cheerleader. Um, and... Uh, you asked me the thing, the things that they shouldn't should avoid, correct? Yeah, yeah the, the the traits. So basically, um, for instance, if a prospect were, if a prospect was looking for a coach, right? right. What traits will be the the key traits to look for in their quest and in the, in the discovery to find a coach that will work for them and with them, right? Um, right. To the, the to the, their best capacity. Yes, yes. I, I think someone definitely who has some experience mm -hmm. in in and expertise in in what you're trying to to get to or to gravitate toward. Uh, you want to um, avoid someone who oversteps their reach with with that regard. Uh, I certainly wouldn't try to be someone's fitness coach. That is not my expertise and not my jam. I, I can do it, but wouldn't wouldn't try. Um, as as well as um avoiding someone who knows it all oh uh, okay yeah i i that just doesn't bode well because i feel like we're all lifelong learners now yes. even though i'm a i'm a university professor i have a doctorate i am learning every day my mm. children teach me every day there we so go <laughs> there we can learn from so much. i love to learn from nature so yes. uh they should be humble enough to, to be able to learn from you as, as you each grow together. 
Yes, indeed. You know, that's that's part of the 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 life process, right? We're constant learners, right? Metamorphosis, right? You learn, you grow, you explore, you grow. That's what growth is, right? Yep. You can't you can't be you can't be stagnant. If you're stagnant, oftentimes we become depressed because there's no progression. In order for you to progress, you have to constantly consume something different. You have to have a learn from a different different have different perspective, right? This is why it's good to travel, it's good to interact. You know, us as social beings, us as people creatures that need to socialize in order to thrive, we have to be in that environment. So I'm right. glad you mentioned that. Yes, connection so, is so important. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You know, and this is why like so many people were going through depression doing um um COVID, you know, because they were stuck at home. You know, Absolutely. and like the depression rate just skyrocketed. It was crazy. So Absolutely. I, I know that part on the mental health aspect. Um, th that was a, another reason that I focused on burnout. I mm -hmm. found myself during the pandemic working 18 hour days, like no exaggeration. I was eking out sleep here and there. Um, and I had to just begin to put some boundaries because everyone needed service. And I, I have a heart of service and it was so difficult uh, to turn people away because I was also doing work for the cruise ships that um, were were had people suffering. stranded there. They were suffering. Yeah, <laughs> they were suffering, and mm -hmm. and it, it was many many nations that that's why the eighteen hour day is not that I was doing counseling at three o'clock in the morning, but they were just being around people around the world. So I had to actually institute that I get two hours every day. To, to reset, mm. sleep, shop, take care of my personal needs, whatever that may be, read a book mm. that I needed to feed myself. Um, yes, indeed. And, and that allowed me to serve people who had mental health concerns much better because yeah. I was in a better place. You, you, you can't pour out of an empty cup now. <laughs> no, you no, and I, but I kept cup. trying. <laughs> I kept trying. And, and after about a couple of weeks of that, I just said, okay. I, I've stopped. I, I've got to stop this. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. So, so um, right now, what does your um your typical lifestyle look like? You know, do you have do you have certain things and certain routines you follow in the morning, um, the afternoon, the evening? Like, talk to me. I, I, let me live vicariously through you. Okay, so so I start my morning by waking up, and uh, I, I say thank you, Jesus, Amen. because I got I got to wake up. Um, because not everybody had the opportunity to do so. So I'm very True. grateful for that. Then I begin by just re-centering myself. So I will get in a chair. Sometimes I'll do it in the bed, depending on, and I'll just sit still for 15 minutes. So I set my timer on, on my phone. I have it set to, to ring at 15 minutes. And I just, I center myself on myself and I think about my goals and what I want to accomplish for the day. And then I begin getting dressed uh, while I'm getting dressed. You said you, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to give you too much eye bleeding detail, but I'm gonna give you some detail uh, on my, my mirror in the bathroom. There okay. are a few affirmations nice. that I read to myself to keep me centered and grounded and confident so that I can do what I need to do. Uh, and and then I proceed my day by accomplishing those things. Uh, sometimes I'll make myself a smoothie or I'll make myself breakfast um, and or either a protein smoothie, protein shake or some eggs with spinach in it. 
then I go about uh, accomplishing my tasks. So I make sure that I do not open my email first. Mm, there you go. <laughs> I do not open my email. And there's a key reason that because I've found when I make the mistake of doing that, well, and one other thing I try to avoid, picking up my phone mm -hmm. before I've done all of those other things. And what I found that happens is that the tail wags the dog. So mm -hmm. everybody, I go by everybody else's agenda and I'm mm -hmm. responding to things and everything that I set out to say was important for me to do in those 15 minutes and, and really focus and get connection with God, all those things are out the window out because the window. <laughs> because I need to find this, respond to this, type that, and and I'm stressed. Mm. So after I accomplish what I need to accomplish or set out to do, then I tackle my emails. Amazing, amazing. It's funny how much alike we are because um, I actually keep my phone away from my bedroom intentionally. Uh -huh. intentionally because i know i have a habit of grabbing my phone and going to emails and social media so because i know my triggers mm -hmm. i i'm much more aware so i have, I have a non-negotiable my phone stays in my office in my office right so it's uh it's uh it's literally you have to know yourself this is why you have to learn about your habits learn about your triggers learn about um your pros and your cons so i'm, I'm glad you have these uh you know these Practices, these, these practices that you follow on a consistent basis, because whatever I'm, I'm, I'm big on habit, right? I'm big on human behavior. Whatever we do on a consistent, consistent basis, it becomes habitual. Yes. It becomes now these are your habits now. And once you pick up your phone, you don't even think about it. You go right to your emails, you go through And once you read an email, you want to take action. Right. So it's, it's all about being intentional, set, setting a standard for yourself, creating parameters, right? And then yes. executing. They, they, they make they make it easier for yourself, easier right. for yourself by putting these these uh, faces. You have your, your affirmation on your on your on your mirror, so you, you don't have to think about it. You go in your bathroom, it's right there. You have to brush your teeth, right, and, and do right. your face and do your hair. So the goal is to make, to make things easier, so you don't have to burn calories. You have your brain doesn't have to think extra. So, mm. Oh, you're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> well, I, I am about to use that that tip that you said about not even bringing my phone into the bedroom. So uh, I, I might miss a funny video or two. <laughs> I go to bed, but that's okay. But I definitely need to do that. I think that will that will get me to bed a lot sooner. So I, I'm a night owl. So that, oh, okay. that's that's my bad habit. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I'm a binger, so I tend to binge watch like random stuff. It doesn't even have to be good. That's, that's, that's a problem I'm still working on. <laughs> so um, so now it's, it's storytelling time, right? This is like one of my favorite part of the whole podcast. Okay. Um, give me like a two to three minute um, success story where you was working with one of the clients and you helped to bring them past over a hurdle, I would say, right? Um, towards success. Okay. Um, so it, that would be a, a young, a young woman. Um, okay. well, I consider her young for me. So around about in her thirties, um, married with, with children in, in a pretty successful, uh, business in the government, pretty high up. And, uh, she was definitely overworked and overwhelmed. She was actually doing parts of her, her, uh, supervisor's role. Wow. Uh, she was cooking, um, five-star meals 
every day. Uh, she was homeschooling uh, children and doing, um, they, they were males in the home and they were like teenage age, but she did all of their laundry. She cleaned all of their rooms. She wouldn't allow anyone to do anything. And she just could not figure out why was she was overwhelmed. Well, and, and in addition to this, she was also caring for parents and caring for other extended family members, like helping them with financial concerns. And she couldn't figure out why she just couldn't handle it during the pandemic anymore. So that, that virtual schooling tipped it over. So we really worked on her for her definitions of success and what it meant to be to be a good wife and a good mother. Mm -hmm. So we had to tease apart some of those things that no longer uh, were helpful for her. Okay. She, ha she had some very rigid thoughts about who she was and who she needed to be and how she showed up. And a big part of that was that she needed people to depend on her. And Ooh, so we found okay. ways that she could be loving toward others without sacrificing her herself. And mm. she really, it was so beautiful to watch her face when she realized it's like, I allow my kids to do their laundry. And it was okay. <laughs> and and she, she allowed them to have a pizza night. And it was okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she allowed other people to cook. And, and what she saw, and, and um, what she saw is that her children began to thrive because they were allowed to make more decisions. More she was relaxed. Yes. She actually went a little further in her career when she set some boundaries about, okay, this is my role. And unless this is going to lead to the next step, I'm, I'm going to give this part back to you because everyone would pile work onto her. Go, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? And she just accepted because she wanted to be loved. So we did a lot of work of just reframing her thoughts on mm. who she was and how she needed to show up. So I hope that was a good example. Now, that was an amazing story. No, no, that was an amazing story because I, I see a lot of um, women, mothers, especially um, even mothers who are entrepreneurial and even mothers who are, in the high um position like the high level positions um c-suite they're still they're still playing these um both of these roles right they're they're working their jobs coming home and still working and still carrying tasks that could be easily delegated um to other people within the household that their spouse their their children and you're right so more women need to coach with you. <laughs> it always reminds me, uh, I'm, I'm really going to date myself here. There used to be a commercial. It was called Anjali. And it said, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan and never let you forget that you're a man. So she had to do and be wow. everything all the time. And that, that gets old. You know, other people, when mm. you allow other people to develop their skills and shine, you also grow as well. Mm. I mean, you give them a sense of accomplishment and instead of enabling them, they're allowed to grow. You're actually stifling people's growth when you do too much for them. Yeah, especially the children, because once once they leave the household, they don't know how to do their laundry. They don't know how to change a tire. They don't know how to do basic, basic life survival, um, you know, those steps, you know, and it's, it's basically you enable it. You basically 
crippled them in a sense. Yes, I, I have a quick funny story with that. Talk my, to me. Let's have fun with this. <laughs> my my son went home where I am uh, in Detroit, and he he always hangs out with his cousins. And um, his uh, his uncle did not he he didn't know something was wrong with the lawnmower. He didn't know what to do. It wasn't working. And when he got back, he said he needed to put oil in it. <laughs> <laughs> So, but wow. he, but he knew that. I mean, he was only he was only sixteen at the time because oh. we make sure that we uh, they they are very empowered and able to do a lot of a lot of work at home. <laughs> there you go, there you go. You know, I mean, it's it's extremely helpful. It's extremely helpful. Uh, giving people the independence, you know, and I'm glad you I'm glad you're doing that. You know, so Dr. Wilson, what what drives you? What drives me? Uh, a number of things uh, drive me. I, like I said, I want to serve. I want to be an example to my children, uh, to people in the community. I want to create generational wealth, mm -hmm. and I just want to leave the world better in a better spot than how I found it. Mm. You know, I want people to say that I was a light, that I helped them on their journey. Amen. Amen. Are you currently working on any new projects or? programs, workshops that you can share with us? Well, I, I just completed a journal uh, called Unlocking Me, The Key to Your Authentic Self. Um, and it focuses on some key areas. It focuses on self, family and friends, work, uh, business ownership and community. So I ask okay. people to, with prompts to reflect on that. I'm also uh, developing a group a group uh, coaching program so that I can serve more and expand to, to help people address uh, burnout and imposter syndrome. So, mm, mm, mm. so, and uh, we, I am bringing on a few more coaches so that we can do more corporate consulting and uh, workshops. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome right there. It seems like you're doing a lot right now. You know, a lot of great <laughs> things in the works, a lot of great things in the work. Yes, yes, yes. So if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to get to know Dr. Kimberly Wilson, where can they find you? Well, it's drkimberlywilson.com. Okay. And uh, you can uh, contact me there. You can set up an appointment for a free consultation. We definitely do a 30-minute consultation. So whether or not they use services with me, like I said, my goal is to cure 5,500 women of burnout. So you still will have a plan to, to execute even from that meeting if you decide, well, well, maybe we're not a good fit, but I left you in a better spot. That's awesome right there. That's really, really awesome. So Dr. Kimberly Wilson, I would like to say thank you for coming on today's episode of How May I Serve You. Thank you for bringing us your energy, sharing your story with us, and being your authentic self. And last but not least, how may I serve you? Well, uh, you've done such a wonderful job connecting me with a big is it big one big, b1 g1 b1 g1 i know <laughs> that, that one always confuses me like uh, like it's a uh, an i yeah um so that i can connect my company so that they can serve uh, other communities and, and and things that charity so i'm happy about that and just having me on your podcast has been brilliant and if if i can ever do anything for you let me know Let's just keep in contact and continue to create impact. You know, that's, the, that's the goal. All right. So um, once again, thanks to all my listeners and my viewers. Thanks for coming on and consuming this podcast with me.
and make sure to tune in to next week's episode. Stay tuned. Cheers. Much love.